Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your Tony Basilio Show. Live with you in the Ray Mirror studio, Bino Jeff Henderson is extremely envious of me right about now. Bino, you're watching me through the magic of Skype. Your thoughts on the hat that I'm rocking today from the Friday edition. What a beautiful hat that is, Tony. Thing stands up like a foot on your head. It, it looks like the cap that John McKay was wearing when he was for his team being executed. Laura just shook her head at me. She said, you're really going to go on and do that. And I said, <laughs> you're really wearing that. Who does that represent, Tony? I can't tell. Brian, All the can, stars. Brian, can you read it? Can you read my hat, Brian? Nobody cares. Uh, barely, I can't. It says, well, it's a little grimy. Let me clean my screen there. It says Philadelphia Stars. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. It's from 1983, maybe? It's pretty attractive. Yes, it is. I don't I have, think they would consider that low profile. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, this SEC scheduling conversation, though Matt Dixon doesn't think it's interesting. I think it's crazy interesting. We're fighting for what SEC football is going to look like in the next several years, and we've been doing a little research and trying to figure out who's where and who's on what side. I think this thing's going to be a really close shave next week. Bino, Jeff, you weren't with us the other day. We haven't heard you discuss this, and Mike Huguenin is going to join us as well coming up in our next segment, and we're going to get him on, and then we'll get some calls. The weekend that be, they announced the uh, hosts on Sunday. Brian, are they going to announce Tennessee's name on Sunday for a host spot? No. Nope. No. That went out the door on Tuesday. That ship sailed by. Dino, you've you've um, you've had it happen to you, and I want to ask you about it later on, because every time this happens, it seems Boston's involved with it in recent years. Was it twenty oh four, Bino, that Boston came from three oh down with the Yankees? I'm trying to forget that year, Tony, but I think. I think that's correct. Um, yeah. Uh, just awful. Just awful. Wow. Uh, you know, I have a feeling, and I, I texted Brian this last night, and I'm not just trying to pump Brian although I will pump him from time to time. And Brian knows that. Brian knows I will pump. I will pump him. Why can't I hear myself on this thing? All right. Brian, um, I have a feeling your guys have a real chance. I have a feeling they're going to win tomorrow night, and they have a chance. I expect tomorrow night to be a all-out war with all due respect. Um, the winner tomorrow night, Miami, I'm going to tell you, they better win tomorrow night because 
they will get Memorial Day massacred in Game 7. You believe Brian Hartman, Bino? Do you believe us? Just kidding. Uh, I believe I believe he's correct, Tony. I, I think if it goes back to Boston, uh, there's no way Miami wins. If Miami's going to win the series, they have to do it tomorrow night. Well, one thing to keep in mind is that there's been three times that a team down 3-0 has forced a Game 7, but none of them had Game 7 at home the way Boston would. Well, wow. Hey, Caduce to SEC Mike. He's the first I heard talk about the scheduling fight. How about you, Bri? Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in the news he broke. Very disappointed if we don't go to at least a nine-game. I, I actually want a ten-game schedule because that way you'd have each team with five SEC home games, and you wouldn't have an unbalanced. Well, some teams get five games at home, and others just get four. I wonder if the Celtics are going to come all the way back. Is it is the number two zero and two fifty, Bry? It's zero and one fifty. Zero and one. Our teams that have fallen behind oh three. Wonder why it's so hard in that league? Because all the other leagues, you've seen it happen. Wonder why it's so hard and. One point my son made to me last oh, night is, he said, Dad, the Celtics have a better team than them. He said, this team better be careful. The Celtics have better players. Now, you wouldn't have right. it first three games, but the Celtics have better players, and we were looking at it last night. He said, they're going to let these guys wake up, and they're going to get smoked here. They're not careful. Vols learn their fate. Brian, how weird is this year where Alabama loses their baseball coach? And what happens? And they have an RPI in the top 10 at 9. And the Vols are 10 spots behind them at 19. And they're going to get to host while the Vols have to go on the road. And I don't know what their preseason prediction was, where they were going to finish in the West, but I don't think any of that was on. Anybody's Cinco card? No, and I don't think it was on Cinco. I don't think it was on Cinco's Cinco card. I mean, I'm sure most Bama fans didn't even know they had a baseball team until now. So we're gonna bring Hughie in. I'm gonna get into the whole scheduling thing with him, and we're gonna break this thing down scientifically. It is, ladies and gentlemen, your Tony Basilio show. It is a Friday. It's rather incredible. It's a great day to be alive and well with you. I can't wait to hear where Bino Jeff Henderson falls on this deal. I think it's by demographic and by age. I think if you're of a certain age, you want to see Tennessee and Alabama stay. And I think if you're of a certain age, you want to see uh, a one plus seven model. I think if you're younger, you want to see a one seven model. Because why do you care? But for the old heads, the old heads want what they want. The old heads want tradition. We take a brief time out. Come back. There's a ton, a ton to talk about. Hey, Bino, watch this Tennessee baseball team end up in Terre Haute, Indiana. 
They're going to really like that, aren't they, Bino? Little, uh, little late spring Terre Haute weather. These guys will really love that, won't they, Bean Star? Well, this is not a good adverse weather condition team, but there shouldn't be many places in in the country left where the weather should be an issue. These guys annoy me. This baseball team is literally, the more I think it's, about them, they're annoying. Because they should be hot anywhere they go. Overall so. seed, I don't care where it is. Give you a what overall seed? Give me that 16 overall seed. I don't care where the game's played. As we continue, why do you want 16, Bino? Because that's the worst host and supposedly the worst host. And then do you have to go play when, do you play the uh, worst from the um, Supers too, Brian? No, you play the number one seed if you, you number if you one have, seed. yeah. But they could turn the table on the number one seed this year the way they, the way they, that happened to them last year. They could turn the table on somebody. Re- that would real? be intriguing if they could do that. Really? They could, huh? They could be the team that knocks out the number one overall seed. Really? They'd have a chance. Really? If they wound up in the 16 seeds region. Is that is that right? Come back on the other side. 865-200-540. Hold your calls. Mike Hugan in right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. A battle for the soul of the Southeastern Conference is going to take place next week down in Florida. Usually these meetings are rubber stamp, good old boy, let's get together, play some whatever, play some poker in the back room. Uh, go out to the golf course, yada, yada, yada. This time around, there is one camp that wants a 3-plus-6 scheduling model, and there is one camp that wants a 1-plus-7 model. And I got to tell you, the 1-7 model this week has gained steam. And it is going to be, you talk about where Steve Kornacki, when you need him, it is going to be a, whew, 
It is going to be a photo finish. And the great Mike Huguenin, who's followed it for years and years and years at his perch at several different publications. When I first came across Hugie, he was covering uh, the college football for the Sporting News a couple decades back. He's been around the world. I, yai, yai, yai. As a great Lisa Stansfield once said, a song, no doubt, that's in his collection. And let me bring Hugie in now without further ado. And Hugie, one thing that you can never underestimate when you come when talking about college football is, are they going to do the right thing or are they going to do the greedy thing? More times than not, these people, if left to their own devices, will do the greedy thing, Hugie, as I welcome you in on our TLD Logistics Hotline. Online at tldlogistics.com. Buenos dias, amigo. Yeah, I think it's um, almost always do the greedy thing. And it's, I don't even know the word. You have a 16-team league, and you're ser- you're going to have a 16-team league, and you're seriously considering playing only nine conference games. I mean, eight conference games. It's, I don't, again, I don't know the word to describe it. So instead of it, that, that ninth conference game, Instead of, you know, a legitimate conference team coming into a team stadium, you're going to continue to get to the Louisiana Monroe's and Western Carolinas um, of the world. It's, it, it boggles the mind. Well, I want to bring Bino Jeff Henderson in here because I haven't heard his thoughts on it. You two guys are kind of old school. i got to tell you guys, I've evolved this week. When I first heard it, I thought, man, what a deleterious thing for the league. And then the more I think about it, you know, that scheduling model would allow you, it allows Florida and Florida State to continue to play, which is one of the things they're selling. And, and if you stay four years, you, you play every team home and away. And from a Tennessee perspective, yeah, you lose Alabama, because Tennessee's opponent apparently under this thing would be Vanderbilt. You, you lose that, but you still play them every other year, Bino, so it's still special. You still see them every uh, 24 months. I mean, you know, it's not all bad, is it? No, it's not all bad, Tony. But uh, And I- any format uh, that allows us to play uh, every team um, in the league uh, every other year, basically, uh, is better than what we had. But, you know, I, I, I've always felt like most of the anti-SEC stuff was uh, jealousy-driven. Uh, the one thing that I've always thought uh, had some some legitimacy uh, was the charge that we are cowardly schedulers. And if you go with this 1-7, uh, that will just prove uh, that that's correct. Hughie, yesterday uh, uh, John Adams said it's going to cost this league playoff spots. He said they better get ready for that. that that's, that's an interesting aspect because I think right now, the SEC and the Big Ten, obviously, the best leagues are going to remain the best leagues. Um, what's going to be the third best league? Is it going to be the Big 12? Is it going to be the ACC? Is it going to be the Pac-12? Well, the Big the Big 12 is also going to play nine conference games. The Big Ten is going to play nine conference games. If the again, the SEC, you know, forget forget the conference schedule aspect. Focus on the four non-conference games. They're going to continue to bring in garbage teams. And I know, like, like Bino said, one of the long-time facets about the SEC is that they always seem to have the FCS opponent in the next to last weekend of the regular season. 
So when you got Ohio State playing Penn State, you got Georgia playing Kennesaw State. Um, I, I and again, focus on the four non-conference games. You're always going to have three not. You know, Florida can play Florida State if there were three non-conference games. Georgia can play Georgia Tech if there were three non-conference games. The idea of oh, we have to have eight conference games if we want to keep these great non-conference scheduling games. That's 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 ludicrous. Again, it, it's I. Everybody, if you're a fan of Tennessee, LSU, Florida, Georgia, whoever, the idea that three games a year are a given to be against garbage teams, how can you be happy with that? Um, I, I just don't understand why they're going to continue to force fans to pay $75 to $100 to, to, to watch an SEC team play a garbage non-conference game, when instead it could be you could have two garbage non-conference games and one good non-conference game. It's, 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 it's ludicrous. Great, Mike Hugan, and joining us. Are you surprised? I, I think the idea that when you bring Texas and Oklahoma in to give you a 16-team league, there's been – Concerned about playing eight conference games when you have 14 teams. Now you're adding two teams and you're going to stay at eight? It just makes, again, I'm sort of... Uh, but, Hugh, it makes sense. I mean, if you can if you can devise a schedule... It, it can make sense from a division standpoint. I mean, from a mathematics standpoint. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't make sense from a... I, I, don't, I don't understand why, if you're the best league in college football, you do not want more games internally to prove that um again the idea that again don't don't focus on the conference games focus on the non-conference games and that's that's the issue that i have because you're asking fans and basically telling fans we're going to play three games a year where if we show up yep we're going to win the game and but by god you're going to pay full price anyway <laughs> i mean and if you're in i guess ask one aspect of this is they want if they go to nine, they want more TV money. Um, That's right. That's a big sticking point. Get yep. it because if you're the SEC, you can say, well, we're, you know, <laughs> we've gotten rid of one of the garbage games. Yep. Uh, and, you get, and, and also, uh, I saw one story where it said that Kentucky, Mississippi State, and South Carolina want to stay at eight. That's right. Gee, what a shock. Kentucky, Mississippi State, and South Carolina, three programs that desperately need non-conference wins in a lot of seasons to get bow Well, you know what's weird? You know who else is in it? Is Saban. Saban's well, the Pied Piper of this thing. And I, I've talked with several different people who are covering this thing at the league level. And it's their job to know, okay? And you and I know several of them. And, and you know, and, and, and I respect these people because they've got to keep their ear to the grindstone. They've got to keep their ear to the grindstone on several different beats, okay? It's not an easy job to do that, as you know. And... The word is that Nick Saban is a Pied Piper behind the scene on this. Now, yeah, because he's ticked off. Why? That the three permanent opponents for Alabama right? would be Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU. And, and that's what's driving this that, for him. You think that's this what's driving this? For the last decade, has basically said we need to play more conference games. But oh, now Nick's evidently ticked off, and I guess he told, I think it was either Ross Dellinger or Pat or Pat Forty of S, of, of SI. They're giving us Tennessee, Auburn, LSU, and he's pissed off. Well, you know, suck it up, big man. So it's it's again. This this is yet another example of you know 
everybody is out for themselves. And the idea that Mississippi State would say, oh, yeah, Alabama, this is a great idea, Nick. This is the same Mississippi State program that if Alabama, if someone told Alabama you'll make a million dollars more a year if we punt Mississippi State, Alabama would crawl on their hands and knees to get that $1 million. Everybody is out for themselves. And if you're Alabama, I think a couple months ago, didn't Brian Hartman realize that Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn have been on Alabama's schedule since the mid-60s? Dude, Brian, you came up with that, didn't you? He's Finally, right. I mean. Yeah, he did. No, he did. So Let me ask you guys a question. By go, of go, ahead. go ahead, Bino. You, you go, yeah, he's going to get this, 60 years of tradition. Yeah, go ahead, Bino. Does Saban have any issue with those three teams if Josh Heupel doesn't come in two years ago and raise Tennessee from the ashes? Probably not. And, and let's get serious. Auburn? They're, oh, they're always going to play Auburn. So, and they played t- Tennessee, Tennessee, Alabama. I grew up in the s- southeast. I went to my first SEC game in 1969. So, for 30 years, I've heard, for 50 years, I've heard how Tennessee and Alabama is a sacred game. Sacred. So, that, that must mean he has problem playing LSU annually. So, that's, that's, that's this weak cheese if you're, if you're Nick Saban. I was poking around last night. Good my job. Where's Tennessee on this? You know what I'm hearing? They like this seven plus one. It gives them that's flexibility weak, for ske- well, it gives them flexibility for scheduling, and it gives them a competitive advantage because they get to play uh, Vanderbilt under this proposal as their well, team. Well, that's all. Geez, yeah, that's a win. And, and it's right. back to what you said. Back it's to- back to this. I want my football coach. I'm Danny White, and I'm the president. I'm whomever. I want my football coach to be successful. It's important. And if I only have to play the the path of least resistance, then more power to us. So basically, then you're you're siding with the chickens of the world, as opposed to the hawks of the world. So you know, I don't know. I mean, you still play everybody, though, Mike. That's see, that's the thing you, Bino, and Brian can't deny. You guys, you guys are all on the other side of this, and I'm not saying I'm no, on. I don't. Again, it does. I don't care about the. I'm focusing on the four non-conference games. Why do I want to pay ninety bucks? And go sit in Neyland and watch Tennessee play in the same season, Kent State, Tennessee Tech, and Louisiana Tech. I don't. What about don't if they give you their word season. they'll beef that, up the non-league? There's going to be one good non-conference game and three garbage ones. I don't get that. Tony, what what if they gave you their word, Tony? You remember the last time they gave you their word when they went from eleven to twelve games? about what the 12th game would allow them to do. Oh, so great. We're going to go to Army. We're going to go to all these places that we've never been. We're going to, uh, how was that put, grow the game, share it with the non-power teams, uh, go on the road. None of that happened. None of it happened. None of it. Right. And you're right. It's all about self-preservation. Instead of having... Three games where we got probably for sure wins, we're going to have four. And that's what it comes down to, self-preservation. You're, you're, again, the, the, don't focus on the conference aspect of yep. this. Focus on the non-conference. And if you play nine conference games, you can play everybody in a two-year stretch as well. Um, you know, And maybe maybe it's 2-7 or even 1-8. Maybe the 3-6 thing doesn't, doesn't fly. Mm. But it is interesting that Saban, who's been a big proponent for about a decade of, yep. we need 
to play more conference games to get make sure everybody on our roster plays everybody and everywhere during their time here. All of a sudden, it's changed because oh my God, we're going to get Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn annually. But Saban's been Saban's like uh, Mike Shishetsky. Those guys are extremely duplicitous when it comes to their deal. For instance, oh, they, for in, how about this? How about this? I hate these offenses. This new offense. Right. It's gonna. It's safety issue. Hey, Lane Kevin, would you come in here and install that offense? Right. I hate. Mike Shashevsky, I hate one and dones. It's deleterious for our sport. It's not college basketball. Oh, how many can I collect in this well, recruiting class? That's duplicitous in one respect, but also adjusting on the fly on the other. So, um, and, and why, why is Saban afraid to play anybody? I, I, I don't understand why. And this is a case with a lot of power programs. They're scared of adding somebody that might beat them. Well, in a, in a 12-team playoff situation, Nine and three, depending on your schedule, could be the same as eleven and one. So it, it, the whole thing. I mean, maybe if it was, if you had only a fourteen playoff, there is reason to keep the eight four model with a twelve team playoff. And if you're Alabama, not you know, there's no reason to be against the the nine game conference schedule. I don't care if you get Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU twice a year. It's it's just it's just weak. Mike, uh, Mike, Hughie, breaking it down with us here on the program uh, of choice, uh, your show of record, where we were discussing this before anybody was talking about it earlier in the week, thanks to SEC Mike, who kind of um, popped it out in a podcast and said, hey, this thing is real, and sure enough, this thing is real, 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 and my understanding is this is going to be a photo finish and the politics of this thing behind the scenes, the politics of self-preservation, I will give you guys that. And I don't know what side of it I'm on. I say I'm warming up to the 1-7 model because the 1-7 model does do one thing. There's a couple There's a couple components to this at work that I just want to get into the public record here. Hugh, you know what your thoughts on? You guys are assuming that this league is going to continue to schedule Hoopties non-league, but you just mentioned yourself strength of schedule. I think strength of schedule in a 12-team format at the end of the year is going to force the, not the Bamas of the world, they can probably get away with it. Maybe the Georgias, the super teams can probably get away with it. The Tennessees, the Auburns, the Floridas, the LSUs, the, the rest of the ones that aspire to get to the playoffs out of this league or any league are going to be forced to deal with the reality that I've got to up my schedule. I can't stick Kent State in there three times, I think is my point. How about that side of this? If you stay with eight games, isn't there a chance that the teams that – because if the teams that do that will pay the price at the end of the day if you stay in an eight-team league, don't you think that could be a facet here or no? No, because I think you're – in the, the ACC supposedly mulling a nine-game conference schedule as well. If the Big Ten, Big Twelve, and ACC all play nine conference games, you're cutting down the potential for an SEC non-conference game because there simply aren't that many for the those teams from those three leagues. And you just mentioned it's all about self-preservation. We'll get and teams generally play one generally, not always. Generally, play one legit non-conference opponent. But I still think, the, like you said, the hoopty games, the, the jalopy games, the garbage games, the games against Flotsam and Jetsam uh, are going to remain on the schedule if you only have eight conference games. 
But don't those teams also need to annex the SEC? I mean, they're not going to. The ACC wants to schedule those games. The, ACC the Big does, 12 yeah. wants to schedule those if games. Big, if I'm the Big 10 with, if I'm Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, USC, um, maybe one or two others. We I'm, never I'm play those about, teams, though. I'm it, not worried about playing an SEC team. I'm worried about, i got I got to schedule two easy non-conference games. I'll bring in the MAC and maybe Conference USA team or FCS team, but, and I'll play an ACC team, or maybe I'll play Notre Dame. But, guys, we don't do it anyway. Bino, we don't schedule the Big Ten, do That's we? That's what I mean. But we don't do it anyway. So why, so why would we? Knows the, why, why, how would playing an ACC team help an SEC team unless the ACC team was Clemson? And oh, Pretty good. They're not going to... Clemson always plays South Carolina on an annual basis. FSU already plays Florida on an annual no, basis. No, 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 this no. Year, no. FSU's playing two SEC teams with FSU, I'm sorry, with Florida and LSU, but the LSU game is a second of a, a two-game neutral site contract. So I, I don't think there's a lot of ACC teams that are going to move the needle for an SEC team. What do you think, Bino? A Florida State, a Miami? And there's a lot of attractive teams out of that league to play. A Boston College? Boston College is attractive? I mean, to some people, Randy Sanders. Bino, what do you think? Uh, Tony, I, I, I just don't trust the schedulers in this league. They've, especially outside of the league, they've never given me a, a lot of reason to to trust them. For for most of my life, Tennessee and LSU were about the only teams that would go outside the league and play anybody of consequence. See, the one good thing about the seven plus one, Bino, that you can't deny, is that Georgia now has to play people. See, that's the one thing about it. Tennessee's been saddled with the the inequity since we've got split into divisions. Yeah, it, it, everything that's a plus for the 1-7, Tony, is also a plus for the 3-6. I agree. Or, or the 2 I don't know or about it's, that. It's instead of making it 3-6, make it 1-8 or 2-7. And, again, the, the, math doesn't I, work. You you can play every if you can play every team in the SEC in a three year stretch with eight conference games you certainly can do it with nine. I wonder if Tennessee and Alabama if they went one seven could do that thing the ACC does where you schedule it as a non league game on the years where they don't appear on your schedule. Well, who, who are the two teams that do that, Hughie? Uh, last year it was North Carolina and Wake. There you go. I wonder if Saban would be open to that. You know? No, no way. How about Saban being the guy running? Yeah, Which absolutely. does line up. It lines up with that quote, doesn't it? I mean, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, he told us that. The quote yeah. right here is, Dillinger. if you play more games, I think you have to get the three fixed, right, meaning the three fixed opponents annually. They're giving us Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU. I don't know how they came to that. Well, and It's so called history. It, it, it appears his entire Entire case for saying eight is we got shafted because we're playing. They were making us play Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU annually, even though they played Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU annually for 50 years. You know, I, I just pointed that out. I didn't discover it. I'm sure it was common knowledge. No, I don't think it was common knowledge. I don't think Brian. it was common knowledge. No, bro. If, if you're selling yourself short. All you have to do is go look at the schedule. No, Brian. Back, no, Brian. You're selling yourself short. That's pretty that's, good find by you, buddy. That's interesting. Yeah, it's and really so interesting. You, you would wish someone would call. 
And, and maybe someone should ask Nick. So, okay, you're going to stay at eight conference games. Does that mean we won't see you playing Mercer anymore? And of course, he wouldn't. He couldn't answer that. No. Of course, they're going to continue. Because they're, yeah, they're going they're to play Charleston, Chattanooga, conference Rummy. That's right. And the and they'll play the annual. You know, well, they played Texas last year and this year. Well, Texas soon will be in the SEC. So, who do you go play then as your good non-conference opponent? TCU, Baylor, um, I, Oklahoma State. I mean, it's it's. I, it, Who's A and M's opponent? They keep you think. What now? What does A and M do? Who, who's there? If you go to that one, which again, guys, I'm telling you, this thing's going to be really close. People, I think, guess it would be. I, I, Texas cares more about playing Texas A and M. They care more about playing Oklahoma. That's right. So who would A and M get? What do you think? That's LSU. Wow, no LSU in Alabama every year. No Tennessee in Alabama every year. See that's. It's hard to believe. Right, and again, there's so much, I don't know, it's, I, I get irritated by the schedule aspect because I'm, I'm of the opinion that the SEC should have been playing nine conference games since 2012 when they added Texas A&M and Missouri. Uh, and again, I get, I'm focusing on the four non-conference games. It's infuriating. You know, I, got, I went to Florida. I got family who has four-season yep. tickets, and every year without fail, I'll, I'll have somebody, hey, do you know anybody that wants the tickets for Florida, Northern Colorado? No, nobody wants tickets for that kind of game. And you, you still gotta, you still got to pay it if you got season tickets. Tennessee fans feel that same pain. Alabama bringing in Mercer. And I think one or two years ago, the next, obviously they play, the Alabama-Auburn game switches sites. So Alabama Senior Day, I believe, was against, Western Carolina or Mercer. Can you imagine being a senior in Alabama at your senior day and the stands are probably three quarters full because who wants to see yep. eleven and one or ten and one Alabama play an FCS opponent that's five and five in its credit league? It's just the non conference aspect and, and like Bino said, how can you trust these ADs when everybody is out for self preservation? You're not gonna get you're gonna get one good non conference game a year, that's it. Um, I'd rather it be one of three than one of four. That's my entire reason for wanting nine conferences. So let's let's put the rubber on the road here. What do you think is going to happen? Is the three six thing going to win or the one seven going to win? I think they're going to go to nine. I, but I'm not sure what the model will be. That will be the interesting aspect of this. Hugie, you're the man. We're going to see how it comes out next week. It's going to be really interesting. And by yeah. the way, I was told. Don't expect them to announce it next week because these people are going to move at a glacier pace on this thing. Does that surprise you? No, it doesn't. Why would they have it announced? Why was it announced I, I already? I mean, what's I going agree. on here? I agree. I mean, I agree. It's, 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 yeah, again, it's the whole thing with the SEC. And, I, I, and I'm a big, the SEC is by far the best football league. Not close. And all your listeners know that. But at, in their heart, in SEC fans, in their heart of hearts, has to realize the SEC does a lot of stupid stuff. The football scheduling model, I think, is stupid, and the football scheduling model announcements are dumb as well. I and mean, by the way, if they stay at eight, has already said, just come out yeah. and say what's going on. You don't need to drag this out. And if they stay at eight, get ready, get ready to defend your league, because every other 
school yes. in every hour is going to rip you from pillar to post. Yes, if they don't go to nine, they're going to get ripped. The they're going to call you. Oh, they're going to call you every name. And, and, and a lot of it's going to be accurate. It'll be earned. It'll be earned. Earned, exactly. And other athletic directors and other leagues will, will say the same thing. And a lot of them will say, yes, the SEC, is, I don't think they'll say it this way, but the SEC, you know, pouts itself as the best, then why wouldn't you want to play more games in your great league? It just means more until we put our schedule together and <laughs> football. Until rubber hits the road. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Hughie, uh, if folks want to interact with you, how do they do so? And thanks for your time, buddy. I'm on Twitter. I haven't tweeted much lately because... Why, why yeah, do the, the, the transfer portal, you know, the basketball is ending. Yep. That, that, that's, that's one aspect. The transfer portal for hoops has been incredibly interesting um, this year. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, Caleb Love, yep. you know, two bigger names. Yep. Caleb Love went somewhere and then, well, can't get in. So, And think about this. You, you went to North Carolina and you can't get into Michigan. I wonder if that. <laughs> I wonder if that college inside their college at North Carolina is still, that's supposedly gone. Oh, but yeah. it still makes yeah, you wonder. I, I will say this: I have a uh, a cousin who went to North Carolina, mm-hmm. and she grew up in the state and is extremely intelligent. But she said the idea that North Carolina is this elite academic school. She sort of yeah, it's a really good school in certain subjects. But she also said that if you if you grow up in North Carolina. It's a heck of a lot easier to get into than people think. It's the out-of-state kids that have a problem getting in. So, like a lot of places. Thank you, my friend. Hey, great right, talking to you. It's uh, it's a really, 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 Bino, important thing. What's about to happen here? Uh, it 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 is Tony. Uh, the one thing I'll concede to the other side is, regardless of how this comes out, it's better than what we had. Because you will play everyone in the league That's right. uh, at, at least two out of four years. Um, and that takes some of the sting away uh, from guys like me that would, would prefer to see Alabama stay on the schedule um, uh, because we will still play them uh, twice every four years, as you said. But uh, it'll be better than what we had, but it won't be as good as we could have, Tony. And, Brian, if I was Danny White, if I was Danny White, Brian, I'm not so sure I wouldn't advocate for having the one, the one seven, because you get Vandy every year. I'm setting my football coach up for success, not failure. Well, I think he's going to succeed. I don't care if they play ten conference games and play Alabama, Florida, Georgia every year, even throw LSU on there. Tennessee is going to win their fair share of those games. That's going right in, Brian. They did this year. year. That's going right in Brian's ear and right out the other. He's going to have success regardless, Tony. That's going right in Brian's ear and right out the other, Bino. Tony, I love Huguenin's response to how can uh, how can folks get in touch? Well, I'm on Twitter. Back, to, but I never tweet. Back to the <laughs> never, never mind the fact that Anthony and Ivy League buddies can't spell Hughie's name. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony, b Taylor. Um, Yo. We've talked about, I don't think it's possible to, uh, to absolutely destroy college football, but if, if you said, you know what, you're going to be paid a lot of money to try to figure out how to destroy it, I would do kind of what the, the trend that I've been seeing. Keep playing these uh, neutral site, yep. soulless, 
games off campus on these soulless, horrendously poor environments known as uh, NFL football stadiums. So that's one way to do it. Yes. And then two, continue to strip away these historical rivalries. Yep. That you've got legions of fans that make meccas every year to go see Georgia play Tennessee, regardless of whether it's Athens or Knoxville. Go see Alabama play, whether it's Tuscaloosa or Knoxville. Going down the cesspool at Gainesville, Florida, whether it's uh, there or away. And you've got those traditional rivalries that, that you know, you've heard uh, Josh talk about uh, Alabama. And uh, you've got folks that are extremely passionate about those rivalries. And you expect to play those games every year, not every other year. So I think it, it would be a horrible money grab. It won't surprise me to see it happen because, uh, you know, it's all about big dollars and big money, unfortunately. But I think long-term, it's going to hurt the league and it's going to hurt college football if they go to that 1-7 approach. The 3-6, the to me, is a no-brainer. You're going to continue those uh, those great traditional robberies. And, uh, and you know what? You should encourage and maybe mandate for those other three games that you have a, a Power 5 game. So that way the Florida-Florida State robberies will continue, Georgia-Georgia Tech, et cetera. Well, that's the whole point. That. No, that, well, the, the whole point... One of the selling points that these people have arrived at on the 1-7 model, my understanding, is that you continue Florida, Florida State, Kentucky, Louisville, and that's a selling no, point that they're yeah, using get, internally. Yeah, I get that, Tony, but that's, that's you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So you're keeping some of those intersectional robberies, but the, the 100-year-old robberies, you're saying they're no longer as important. That, that to me, is, is really short-sighted. And what I'm trying to say is the three six. You could do that, but mandate that that that, that one of the three out of conference must be a power five. That way, I think you continue to see Florida and Florida State playing. You mean with the nine, and then you continue you, you mandate that it has to happen? Yeah, you mandate at least one of the three non conference has to be a power five opponent. And that way you're not going to put these other schools at a disadvantage. Because I could see if you don't do that, yeah, I could see the some of those ones you mentioned going away because they're like, look, you know, I'm not going to play a, another big, you know, out-of-conference game that I can take an L and not be in the, the playoffs. So I think I think that would take care of it, Tony. But, I, again, yeah. you got to stop these uh, Danny White neutral site games. Who cares? I, I have zero interest in seeing – uh, UVA at uh, at it's horrendous. zero interest. And, and, and thank you, and thanks for the call. As Orange Throat said today, and I appreciate you, T. It's a twenty-eight point line. People gonna pay three hundred dollars to go watch a twenty-eight point line. I mean, I guess they are. It's a twenty-eight point line. It's not even a football game. What is that? No offense to Virginia. Hello and welcome into our next call. Howdy, Tony. What's up? What's going on? I, uh, you come around I on this, know. haven't you? I, I can tell by the tone of your voice that my this is pissing me off. My argument, in, a- my argument with Hughie, and just, just try, staying on the one seven side, I can tell we've picked up ground with you, Josh. Are uh, you really disappointed me on this one, Tony? I haven't I'll taken a position. I said I'm 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 warming up. I haven't taken a position. I don't know, man. I mean, if, if you can uh, even flirt with that, I, I question if you understand who who the hell we are around here, man. I mean, uh, I, why do I care? 
I disagree with Bino. This is not better than what we have. This is not a bit better than what we have. I can't, I could care less about playing Texas A&M or Missouri or Arkansas or Mississippi State every other year. I can, I can, I can wait three or four years till I play them. This is the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard in my life. This is a cornerstone game of the whole damn league. And I, I understand Danny White. He don't know nothing about this place. But I tell you what, Randy Boyd, if you let this happen, you can go straight to hell. You was born in South Knoxville. You ought to understand what this is around here, what this game means. Bino, Jeff, are you going to let that man just besmirch you and Randy Boyd like that? I, I don't care if he besmirches Randy Boyd up and down. Uh uh, it, it would be better for me to play everyone uh, on a two-year basis, but uh, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue for the 1-7. I'm 100% against it. But you just said it makes it better. It would make it better than it, what we had. It's better than what we had, Tony, but what we had has been ridiculous. It's something I've ripped my whole life. How would it be better than what we have if we don't play Florida and Alabama every year? How would that be better? Uh, well, Josh, the, the the only thing I'm saying is I think that you should play everyone in the league. Uh, at least I think that everyone that comes through here and spends four years here should play everyone in the league and get a chance to visit every stadium in the league. I, I think that's important. Uh, I don't want to see Alabama go away. Uh, I don't care if Florida goes away, but I do not want to see Alabama go away. Well, I mean, I... Alabama, to me, going away is absolutely unacceptable. I mean, I just start not being allowed to happen. But Florida going away still, I mean, it, that ought not happen either, truthfully. Why? They're white trash. But, I mean, Tony, listen, why don't we just go get Colorado and damn Nebraska and we can have two divisions. We can have a big eight on one side. And the damn SEC on the other side, and they can just have both checks at the end of all of it. When did we become a damn Big Eight slash SEC? This is stupid. I have no ties to the people in Missouri or damn Texas or damn Oklahoma. Yeah, but or no damn but, any of them but that, places. But that ship, I mean, listen, that ship has sailed, man. I know it's sailed, but uh, Alabama, Tennessee hadn't sailed anywhere. It's, it's, a, it's that damn game is tied in. To it's who about we are, to. Tony. It's, it's about the culture of this place. It's about to sail. Nick Saban doesn't want to play it. Well, Nick Saban shouldn't get to choose everything. And if Randy Boyd or whoever it is over there that you're saying are leaning towards that, they're leaning. Yeah, well, they better start leaning the other damn way. Or they're going to get ripped by a lot more than me. Bino, you a think that's right? More. Bino, you think if the, if our rank and file fan figures out that that's going to happen, or when that is announced, or whenever if that does come to pass, you think more of our fans will be upset, or you think it'd be about a fifty-fifty split? Bino, what do you think that number would be? Because I think a lot of the kids don't care. Uh, I. I... You know, I, I can't think with anything but an old man's mind, Tony. Uh, and I, I still believe that the vast majority of Tennessee fans 
would prefer that Alabama remain on the schedule annually. I mean, we've sitting seven to 15 years of losing to them. Now we finally get good again, and hell, we don't even get to play them for every other year. I, I mean, can, it's so stupid. I kind of hear in your voice you're coming around a little bit, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Tony, how can you even flirt with that? Josh, no you play every team every two years. Oh, okay. And so a kid that stays every four years gets to play Alabama. in every stadium. It makes your league real. I mean, a 1 7 model. For Florida. We, who we and that's what Bino was saying. Bino was afraid Texas to say it to you, but I'm not. It, 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 it makes the sketch. It makes your league actually make sense. The current format does not make sense. Bino, the current no. format does not make sense, does it, Bino? It just doesn't. Georgia still no, hasn't played Texas A and M down there. The Georgia, format, it's been. I mean, it's thirteen years later. The current format didn't make sense when we only had ten teams. Thank you. I'm sick of Georgia. Damn it. They didn't play at Texas A and M. They. Didn't, Brian, when's the last time they played a Texas A&M as league member? Brian? They never have. Never. That's stupid. Okay. But so what I think we ought to have 10 league I'm games, so they'll be sure to do that. The most and keep Alabama on the schedule. Why do I give a damn if Oklahoma, uh, Texas A&M Georgia play? I didn't do I'm it. I'm supposed to give up the most meaningful game on my schedule? Jo- I, Josh, the hell with that? I don't care. I don't care if they ever play. I'm not giving up, Alabama. It's stupid. Well, Bino's retarded. I'll tell you what, so Bino's disappointed you today. Yes, <laughs> you disappointed me. No, Bino has no. really no. Bino, yeah, you knew, you knew, you knew I was going to, here. you knew I was going to take all sides of all issues. But Bino over here, look at what he did. Leno's on my side, Tony. He's I don't think side. so. I think he's got a foot in both camps. It sounds no, like the name. Ain't. No, he ain't, damn it. And uh, you're, you're, the, you're the one that's uh, straddling the fence. But uh, it, damn deep, it sounds like you want this stupidity to, well, come, uh, to happen because you're a damn notorious white flagger. You're sh- <laughs> You know what? You know what? We ain't from Pennsylvania, Tony. We're down from Tennessee. We, <laughs> we want Alabama on the schedule. And that laughter you hear, that laughter you hear is Bino defending me. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Good talking to you. Uh, so you- Thank you. Appreciate your defense of me, Bino. It's really wonderful. Yeah, I was right there. I was right there with you, Laughing, Literally laughing your ass off at me. Really heartfelt, you know? Really, really heartfelt. His attack on you made me mad, Tony. I told you I laugh when I'm mad. He attacked me like uh, the Braves last night attacked Aaron Nola. And then our bullpen. Austin Riley being, uh, might be struggling this year, but when he gets the Phillies across from him, he's in for Freddie Freeman. He's in for Brian McCann. He's in for everybody. Everybody hits against the Sillies. Urinates me off. So you Sorry, some guys I really trust say that the Phillies may have the worst defensive outfield in Major League Baseball history. What is your outfield from left to right? Bino, well... <laughs> 
Bino, when you've got Kyle Schwarber and you've got Castiano, two of the worst athletes I've ever seen in my life, Castiano, check this out. It's how fast he is. Now, I'm taking a shower when this is happening because it really urinated me off, and so I was, gonna, I was listening to the Phillies feed. It's 5-5, five, five, okay? Two outs. He's on first base running on the pitch, okay? Ball's hit in the gap in the outfield. You with me so far? Crazy. The runner, the, the throw comes into second base instead of the home. They throw a relay throw to home after throwing to the wrong base and get him out at home. Now, how slow is he? Kyle Schwarber last night threw a ball from the outfield, a guy on second trying to score on him, a shallow ball. My wife turns to me and says, Tony, that's the saddest throw from an outfield I've ever seen in my life. Uh, another fan I was reading on the Phillies Reddit described Kyle Schwarber in the outfield as warm hot dog water. <laughs> At least you got the Sixers to focus on. Oh, well, wait. Uh-oh. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. 
Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price. Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. It's Redhead Night tonight, ladies and gentlemen, over at your Tennessee Smokies. Redhead Night over at Smokies Park. You think, uh, Bino, Jeff Henderson, I could talk the lovely Laura into going up there and celebrating her heritage well, I don't know, Tony. You might be able to. You know what she told me the other day when I asked her? Are you making fun of me? No, I'm not making fun. No, I want to celebrate all the redheads. One thing about redheads, Bino, when they get mad at you, they just, they're, they're even-tempered, you know. They don't really blow up when they get mad at you. Let's go back to the phones. <sighs> 865-200-5402. Josh's passion is amazing, but the truth is there's good in the 1-7 model, Bino. That's the thing I've come to the conclusion. I, I thought it was a completely a shambolic thing at one point, but there's actually good in 1-7. But there's nothing good in 1-7 that isn't better in 3-6. I think 3-6 is a little redundant. Redundant? Yeah, redundant. Let's see. In one seven, you're going to play less games and take away more natural rivalries. In the three six, you're still going to play everyone in a in a two year period, and you're going to keep uh, your Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, and Auburn's uh, games that will go away uh, as an annual uh, thing. There's nothing in the one seven that's better than the three six. I don't, I don't, except for the fact that you you can 
slip another cheap win in there and make sure you're bowl eligible. Brian, do you still play everybody two years? I don't know that that's correct. If you're tied to two opponents, I don't think that math works. 3-6 is the same as 1-7, Tony. I don't Brian, – Brian, is that right? I'm asking Brian. I'm biased to observer here. Um, I don't know that that's right, you know. I don't know that Tony, that's, you've got 15 yeah. opponents. You've got 15 opponents, right? No. If you play three of them, how many, are le- how many opponents are left? Okay, now, well, this is a physical opponent. Oh, no, and you get him in a two-year period. Is he right, Brian? Yes. This, this yeah, is a phys ed major, Mary. This is a three. Okay, because a phys ed major is arguing with a communications major here. But go ahead, Brian. If you if you had, <laughs> if you played three, if you played three permanently every year and then had six, that would be 15, not three, that, the 12 minus six. Yes, you play everybody in a two-year span. If you did it that way, but under the if one, if you played one, you got fourteen opponents left, so you have to play seven in order to make that math work. Three six is the same as one seven, Tony. But under the Except one, one seven is cowardly. But under the one seven model, every kid gets to play in every stadium every two years, and they, as they do in the three six. Back to the phone. They they that. would in this too as well. One seven would create more freedom. And more variety. Freedom for what? To play Motlow State? <laughs> well, here's the issue, though. If you're in a playoff-type format, you've got to beef your schedule up. So it would still create some regional-type rivalries, give you an opportunity to do that. Tony, these guys will believe that their SEC schedule is good enough. Well, and they're going to find out. They're out there. And they're going to find out when they get to the end of the rainbow. Hey, listen, it was not a lead pipe cinch that Tony Valls was going to host this year, even if they would have gone and won a couple games in in Birmingham. And the reason it wasn't is because their non-league schedule was going to bite them. Now, is that not the reality of that? That's what we're talking about. It's the same thing. It's 12 spots. Yes or no? I mean, you all tell me. Am I wrong? No, or 16 I, I, spots? I don't think that's right, Tony, I, because I believe the SEC's power rating is so much better than the other leagues with the exception of the Big Ten that they're not going to concern themselves with that. They're going to believe their league schedule is going to carry them, and in most cases it will. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on our Friday edition. It's hour two. Hey boys, it's Rusty. Uh, Yo, doing first podcast. The three six is exactly the same as the one seven. You play everybody at home or at your place at least every other year. So one out of four years, you're going to play at every school. One out of four years, you're going to play everybody at your place. It's the exact same three six and one seven match, except there's one more conference game with the nine format as opposed to the eight. But how how many times you play teams doesn't change. Tony, my my two questions yep. are both for Bino. Bino, would you? I'm I'm for the three six. I'm with you. I don't want to lose the Alabama game, but I'm not going to lose my mind if it goes the other way. So my question to you would be: Would you be okay with the one seven format and playing eight games? If Sankey put the provision in that you're required to play a play two home and homes with other Power Five teams, so. Every year you played eight conference games and you had to play a home and away in, in the, you know, 
we had Clemson one year, you're in third place one year of the year, and you had to add a second one, maybe Washington State home in a way. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Cincinnati, UCF, which are power fives now. Um, they need Oklahoma it. State, Oregon State, Washington State, they're all going to love to do a home-and-home home yep. Tennessee or Alabama. See, Hughie so, wouldn't give me that. They need it. Those those other leagues need they need the rub. They need the rub. Go ahead, Bino. You guys both know that that's a question that, because they are not going to require them to play a division. He asked you if that was a condition, and you don't know that. If that's a condition, would would you sign off on it? Uh, no, I'd rather have the I'd uh, rather have the three. It's so insular. No, 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 no. All I'm saying is, would would that make it a little more okay? The three and six still wins out. But if they put that provision in, could you could you like deal with it at least a little bit better? If thank you, it would make it would make it a little bit more palatable to me. There we go. That's all. That I agree. I think that's what needs to be done if they go to it. My my second question is, Bino, as a Tennessee fan, not an SEC fan, but this is me speaking, and as a Tennessee fan like you are, and I I, I trust your word about it as much as I do anybody. Would would you rather play Alabama every year? Or be in the twelve-team playoff every year, yep. which would if you ha- if you could only have one. Great question. Great question, Josh. Well, I mean, obviously, I would rather be in the twelve-team playoff every year, but I I, I, I don't know that that I have to have one or the other. That's what, but that is what. Behind the scenes, Danny White's thinking, you know, and it's over at Tennessee, and everybody wants to fly off the handle. To I know people. what Danny White and every other SEC AD's thinking. What's that? Let's play as many hoopties as we can. Let's get as many home game gates as we can, and let's make sure that we got as many teams in the playoffs and in the bowl games as we can. Hey, Bino, you're t- totally right. Do you know who's playing? Danny White and everybody else is following. They're following the plan out of Athens, Georgia, where they've won two national championships. That's, that, that's what they—that's what they do down there at Georgia. Schedule as easy as we can so we win national titles. I'm playing devil's advocate with you, but no, listen, Georgia's schedule this year and Rusty, thank you. It's a disgrace. Oh, but you know they had Oklahoma on their schedule. You're not being fair to them, really. They don't. Okay, their schedule with Oklahoma is a disgrace. Even that's a disgrace. Their schedule sucks. I'm sorry. I didn't do it. And by the way, a kid told me the other day, Bino, that our take on that is terrible because they were going to play Oklahoma. And I kind of I challenged him to go back through time and look at their schedules down through the years. And what's he going to find, Bino, when he goes and looks at Georgia's schedules down through the years? Uh, he's going to find that they were the easiest of all of the uh, halves in the SEC. So Jay Griff has requested to speak here on Twitter Spaces, and I'm going to honor, I'm going to honor that gentleman's request because you know what? That is the kind of guy I am. Jay Griff, GA, uh, he might be a Georgia fan even. Let's see if this is the case. Jay Griff, Quaypasa, how you doing, brother? Hey, thank you, Tony. How are y'all? Doing great today. Thank you. Uh, I just want to ask some questions. All right, go for um, it. Is, 
is the goal of a season to get in the playoffs and win a championship, or is it just to play Alabama and beat Alabama? Bino, how do you reply to that gentleman's question? Is the goal of the season to play for a championship, or is it just to beat Alabama, Bino? Well, the goals, the goals now certainly, uh, or soon will be, uh, to make the playoffs. Um, but there, there's still a part of me um, that a- a- Alabama's meant so much to me as a fan down through the years uh, that I hate to lose that uh, as a historical rival. Uh, and I, I, I don't know that playing Alabama every year precludes you or keeps you from being one of 12 teams in a playoff. And my other question is, I don't understand, and maybe I'm just not uh, realizing this, but as far as I can remember, Tennessee's always played UNLVs or Louisiana Monroe's or teams like that during the season, and they need to because, I mean, we play in the toughest conference in America and you go through a beating during the whole season playing, you know, tough SEC opponents. So, I mean, you have to schedule games like that just to give your team a break. I mean, do we want to schedule Michigan and Notre Dame and Ohio State every year and (laughs) not make the 12-team playoff? I mean, I know we've gotten used to losing, and we had a good year last year, and things are turning around and heading in the right direction. I just uh, I don't understand. All of a sudden, people are opposed to the games against lesser schools. I mean, those schools need these games to keep their football programs and athletic programs going. And it doesn't seem to hurt our... Uh, attendance. I mean, we sold out our season tickets for next season, and I think except for Georgia and Texas A&M, it's a pretty weak, weak home schedule next season. Am I not looking at that right? Or it's... Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Bino? I, I, think, well, I think South Carolina could be a challenging game based on last year. Tony, I, I don't... Uh, I... I'm I'm not opposed to some of those games. I just have never wanted all four of our non-conference games, and rarely have we allowed that to occur. That all four of our non-conference games were just gimme games. Uh, we we've been a team in the league historically that's played one good out of conference game just about every year on our schedule. Um, so I'm not opposed to those. I, I'm just opposed to all four being hoopties. Jay Griff, that's an excellent question. A, yeah. a lot of excellent points. I mean, that that's the truth, right? And and see, you can tell from his voice he's a little younger. And, and the truth is the younger person is going to gravitate to how do I get into a playoff. Yeah. Because that's, that's what your game is now. That's what your game is now. Yeah, that's what your game is now. You, you've I, I, I know your I game. look at this thing more romantically because of my age than than a lot of people do. Yep. Um, 
and I, I understand that. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I don't question anyone thinking otherwise. Yeah, because they've totally altered their game. So I, I appreciate his his viewpoint. When you turn it into a twelve team, see that's why I still hold out hope that they'll find a mix. Because if you schedule four hoopties and you stay at eight league games, you have a season at the end of the year where you have two losses and they're in your league and then you have four crip wins, you're going to be sitting home, even out of this league. I believe that's the case. You better beat somebody in your non-league. And by the way, Virginia is not it. That does not, that will not, in a playoff type format, that win isn't going to help you. Because they're not going to, that, that Virginia team this year might win three games. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in on this Friday. Hello and welcome in. Tony B. It's Richard. Hey, Richard. How you doing? Oh, wonderful conversations this week, man. Boy, there's a lot to unpack. A lot going on, man. Well, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. But, hey, Tony B., I have to do agree with you one thing. Just like you, I'm I'm married to a redhead as well, and I have one of my daughters is redhead. So, Oh, my I'm God. Wow. <laughs> Crown's in heaven for you, brother. <laughs> so, but, uh, man, where do we unpack this week? Uh, first of all, just real quick. Yes, sir. Um, let's just touch on the baseball thing real quick. Well, man, man um, I want to I clarify something. I love my wife. I love her. She, best thing ever happened to me. Literally the best thing ever happened to me. And, but when she gets mad, I can't imagine what having two redheads at home is like. Because you ain't winning. <laughs> Brother, when they go, when they get angry at you, you ain't winning. So continue, Richard. I'm Richard, sorry, baseball team. Go ahead. Richard, real quick, and I'll, I'll get out of your way, too. I think Tony could probably piss off his wife regardless of her hair color. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, you know what? That, that, I think all of us probably have that in us, Beano. Um, but, uh, but, yes, hey. Uh, first of all, um, before we get to the hot topic of the football discussion real quick, you know, just listen to y'all talk, you know, this week, baseball and, and our exit, uh, from, uh, the tournament and where we were. Um, to me, when I look at where Tennessee's at, regardless of where they go to Indiana State or they get to a regional, wherever they go in a super regional, we all know one thing. The way the pitching is coming alive, our pitching gives us a chance to win any series and to go anywhere we want to with this team. But the mental makeup of this team at the plate is where I'm worried because they one game they seem to have it, and the next game if things don't go right, they just don't have the toughness to pull themselves out and, and get big hits. And that and with Blake Burke struggles, I mean, guys, I'm looking. I've been watching all these other teams, and I'm watching all these other big bats especially these left-handers, step up and, and, and crank home runs and drive the ball and come to the moment. To me, he is the key um, to, to postseason success. Is his bat, does he get hot? Does he play like the player he should uh, at the plate? And can he lead this team? Because that is a very big hole right now in, in this lineup, and, uh, um, and he's not getting it done. Well, now as you're not getting it done, he's had a like a miserable season, and I'm of the opinion that you'd be better off sitting him to begin this deal. Uh, what do you What do you think, Bean uh, Bean Star? 
I, I would give. I would really think if people say it's too late, I, the guy's got one more RBI in the league than Cal Stark. No offense to him. I mean, geez, <laughs> who had that on their bingo card? Bino, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. I'm in the it's too late period, Tony. That should have been done long before this. Uh, I was at the Mississippi State game. Mm. Um, I think it was the second game. And I really thought that he was getting ready to, uh, uh, to, to come out of it and, and have a good stretch run, but obviously that, that did not occur. Well, the only advantage I guess I could say us leaving, uh, early this week from the tournament is Tony B and that team had a chance to get four, at least four extra days of nothing but practice, Tony. Yeah. And that's important. They can literally get back. And they can work on hitting, situational hitting, bunting, this, that. They can be working on their offensive game to get it ready for tournament play to where you couldn't do that by still being this week in, in the tournament and have to get ready for games. You know, so, so hopefully they're taking one thing advantage that, uh, of that. One thing that if you have to start out on Tuesday, you might end up having to play six games, five or six games. And I don't think that serves anybody. And Tennessee had to start on Tuesday, so going home right away might be the best thing, better than making an extended run. Richard, I, I don't know if this is a, the proper viewpoint or not, uh, but I've never, I've never concerned myself very much with Tennessee's performance in the SEC tournament if they are a regional qualifying team. Now, obviously, this year. If we had an opportunity to host, winning a couple of games would have certainly been beneficial. Um, I, and I have a little bit of concern that we only played one game uh, because basically that means you only got nine innings of game work in in a two-week period between your last uh, regular season series and, and your first game uh, in the regions. Yes, it didn't yes. hurt Ole Miss oh, last year, though. Oh, it didn't. No, it, it, it probably benefited them because they went back to Oxford and they worked and they practiced for a full week where everybody else was getting beat up. And, uh, so, you know, from that, you know, still, it, it's all about the mental makeup behind the plate, the success to me. Well, I think the pitching's there. And will we just have a few players step up mentally and, and come through in the big moments to, to, to advance in this tournament? We'll see. I don't know. Um, hadn't seen it all year, but we're going to find out very soon. Hey, real quick on the football. Boy, I tell you what. <laughs> it's a hornet's nest when you really think about the overall thing of it. It doesn't matter. Uh, I love Josh's passion, and, and I'm a traditionalist, too. The third Saturday in October is the South college football. That means everything and has always meant everything in the South, regardless of where we've been and, and how many we've lost you know, over the years until we finally beat Alabama. It is that true traditional rivalry. But unfortunately, you know, uh, things have changed. College football's changed. Staying, the conferences have changed. And we, you know, we see where we're going, whether it's a one, seven, six, three, it don't matter. That change is happening. Other teams coming in. What's going to happen, Bino, in the future? Because this is going to change as well. What is it going to be four or five years before there be a super conference, super college football conference and there'll be 32 super teams in it and you'll have like an NFC, AFC? in a season where it crescendos to a Super Bowl in college football, and it's all going to change again. That's just unfortunately um, where we are in college football and the money driving it and where it's going. 
Well, and it's a great point, and I appreciate your call. And the truth is that the SEC is not going to give away games to the networks either. I think that's why they're going to go to eight. If they didn't, if ESPN didn't have the foresight to say you got to play a ninth game for us paying you these billions of dollars, shame on them, Bino. Right? Yeah, I, <laughs> it, it, you know, Tony, this this eight versus nine. That that's the thing that bothers me. Um, for administrators, uh, this has nothing to do. Uh, with what's best for the conference, what's best for the fan. Uh, it, it's it's all about what stuffs more money in their coffers. It's always been that way uh, in major college football in the last 40 years. It's just the way it is. When television discovered it, it's the way it is. Let's take a brief respite from that conversation because my 865 Alliance, ladies and gentlemen, have played three games. They're one one and one on the year and uh coach uh michael meyer joining us now coach how you doing doing well thanks for having me on hey brother it's always good to talk with you and i know you guys are away this week but what was it like getting your first home date in and a hard-fought draw against a great team last week well the atmosphere was uh at the alliance the club that's our feeder all showed up. Um, they were cheering at the end, and uh, a lot of the, the kids were you know, chanting, chanting 865 over, and a lot of the players really appreciated that. So um, it was a good vibe, a lot of good energy, and uh, I think we, we'll feed off of that in our next home match. Um, it will definitely grow. Yeah, and so you're away this week. I mean, they've really given you kind of the short end of the stick uh, introducing your new club into this established league. Uh, you've been on the road more than you've been home uh, by a three-to-one margin after this weekend, yes? Yeah, but I, you know what? It's, every, it's a good challenge for us. Um, every opponent is very good in this conference, so uh, we're taking it one game at a time, and, and I'm happy with the schedule. It's uh you just kind of roll with the punches and uh, prepare for the next, you know, opponent. Tell me about the club we're facing this weekend. Uh, Georgia Storms, very athletic. Uh, just watched them play uh, at FC. They were a little unlucky. Uh, they were up 1-0 with two minutes, and they're two set piece. Well, the first goal, the, the goal that they gave up, the, it was a little unlucky. They had two players. Their goalie collided with another player. And then it resulted in a deflection, then a goal. So um, then it was tied up, and then they um, gave up an extra goal in an added time. So uh, they're, they're going to be a tough match. They're extremely athletic up top. They like to press. So we just need to be ready for that. I see where they've uh, surrendered a, a rather high number of goals. Are they a are they a chance taking side that you're getting ready to face here? They definitely like to press, and they're gonna, you know, get up in your in your face in the in your offensive, or actually in your defensive third. So we're gonna have to be ready for that and understand there's gonna be space in behind, and how do we execute that and probe and and find that space? You enjoy coaching against a side like that, or a side that just uh, plays kick it around with you? Um, I, I like. <laughs> 
every team is going to be a different challenge. This is how we um, adjust quickly and then play our style. I, I think we we keep the ball um, and, and basically keep the discipline. The, the thing about last week when we played Apophis, I thought our discipline was very good. We're going to have to have that discipline against Georgia Storm again. Um, every team's different, but that patience and the discipline from the defensive side to allow our midfield to keep the ball and then obviously execute those opportunities. That was the one thing we needed to do last week because in the second half we did have some opportunities and we just didn't put them away. How difficult is it to play on the road in that league with with your kids and and just getting to know your team? Uh, it's, It's definitely difficult, but I think we're up for the challenge. I think each each match uh, presents a, a different, um, you know, area of concentration of what what the team, the opponent does and doesn't do, and, and see if we can expose a weakness. Uh, if we can do that, uh, we'll be all right. Uh, but you know, it's a, a fun challenge for sure. Michael Meyer joining. In terms of film study in your league, because a lot of these games are are are. Um... Uh, on the internet now, which and, and yours are as well. Uh, for folks that want to follow, go over to eight six five alliance dot com. Check out the website. Also, there's merch available there, uh, including the home schedule. And you're you're back before you know it. But from your perspective, um, the the film aspect of this. I mean, you guys are scouted as well, right? This is a pretty high level of soccer that you, you guys are uh, competing at. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their film. Now, this is going into the, the fourth game. So yeah. Everyone should have their players from college. Uh, the first three weeks are kind of different because sometimes you don't have your full component of players. Yep. Uh, one example is like, you know, I know Georgia Revolution was missing players, so when we play them, they're going to look totally different. And then, like, um, Charlotte Hobbs, their first match, they were, I think, they were missing. I think they just acquired, I think, three kids from France. Uh, and number 14, which scored against us, wasn't there in the first match. So you have that dynamic um, that you just have to learn to adjust on the fly and do your due diligence in watching the film, but no, there might be a curveball. So the, the best teams adjust quickly, and hopefully you can do that. And the thing I like to, the comparison I like to make, Coach, with what you're doing, because it, it puts it in the mind of our non-soccer traditional fan that hopefully will go check your game out over at their Hardin Valley Academy, you're going to see guys and gals that many of whom are college-aged, it is very similar to those wooden bat leagues that take place in the summer where you're giving these kids an opportunity to continue to grow and play against excellent competition. And there are several highly decorated players that compete uh, in your league, in that division that you're going to see, and hopefully that you guys will, will fight to get to the postseason uh, with those kids, but it's a really high level of the game, and and they'll notice that these are very good athletes that you're coaching. That's for sure. And so, from that perspective, um, we're back home when we in two weeks. So, uh, after this match, we 
away, and then we're home on June. One second, just to double check. So a week from Saturday. Uh, uh, yeah, we play June tenth. Wow. I just had to double check that. Forgive me. So you guys are road dogs, man. We're living on the road here. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, listen. Lots of luck to you. And uh, greatly appreciate it. And congratulations, man, on your on your start. I know one one and one is not what you had in mind. Three matches in, but you're right in the middle of of things. Um, and one one and one is something to build on, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think we just got to keep grinding and and take one game at a time and learn from each experience, and then adjust and make yourself better. Um, but I think uh, the sky's the limit with this team. They just got to keep on buying into the, the system that we've kind of implemented and, and then refine it and refine it and just keep working at it. And uh, good things will work out. Keep growing it, my brother. And uh, anything else you'd care to add here on the way out? It's always a pleasure visiting with you. Uh, yeah, come out and see us on June 10th. Uh, excited to put on another good show. And uh, once again, Tony, thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. Brian and myself are definitely going to be there. I'm trying to get Bino, our uh, Friday guest. He's never been to a match I'm ch- of any kind. I'm trying to get Bino out there, Coach. So, Excellent. Well, no, looking forward to uh, hopefully to see you and say hi um, and, and meet face-to-face. Thank you, brother. Great talking to you. Thank you, Tony. See Michael you. Meyer, one more time. 865 Alliance. And, uh, again, they stay on the road this week and next week, but they're back. On the 10th of June uh, with another home date. I mean, God, Bino, they're not doing him any favors. Your first five games, four of them are on the road. Good luck to you. That's a pretty tough schedule there, Tony. That's brutal. Hey, hey nobody going to call him the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't think so. But the scheduling conversation continues, and the scheduling conversation remains interesting. And Richard said something. At the end of his call with us, and Richard, great points you bring up. You know, at the end of it all, the thing, this little change that we're seeing here is not where this deal's heading. Now, it's just a matter of how long are you going to get there. When you get a report that they call these teams the Magnificent Seven, or what do they call these teams, Bino? The, the, the ACC schools are kind of one out. And they want to get out of that deal. When you start hearing reports toward that end, doesn't it make you think that if you're the SEC, you could stay at eight and start a relationship with those teams over in that league that you want to cherry pick out of there? kind of start a loose affiliation or look around the Big 12 there's a couple there you want to pull out of there I mean isn't that another way of looking at this thing like it's step one in the I'm just going to introduce that as a thought because that's another way these ADs probably behind the scenes could sell this to big money boosters if Tennessee and Alabama go away that's one of the lines I'd use on a big money booster hey listen we want to have a relationship with these teams in the ACC that can play. And we're going to endeavor to schedule them. And they're going to need us in the playoff format till they join our league. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Is that, is that worthy of consideration or am I reaching there? 
No, I, Tony, I think more change is coming. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, I, I don't know that I will, but you'll certainly live to see a time, I think, when Florida State and Miami and Clemson are part of the same football uh, conference as, as the University of Tennessee. I, I think that is coming. Um, I, I don't, again, I, I don't know that I, I trust uh, current administrators uh, to beef up their schedules ahead of time before they're required to. So, Brino, your goofball coach, just to just to throw one curveball in here, finally decides to play Grant Williams. The team wakes up, and the Brogdon guy was in there in garbage time. Who I call fake Grant Williams, even though they don't play the same. Position. By the way, he's been hurt. he's hurt. He's terrible. He has a. Yeah, he's he's been hurt the last couple of he's games. He's not good. He's not good, bro. And and he's learned <laughs> to call timeouts. He, he's learned to call timeouts too, which I mean, I don't think you you're Brian, learning on the job in the Eastern Conference Finals. Brian got, and, Brian got news, and, and you're actually learning. Brian got news, and it's working. I, I like I, I like Reggie Miller chirping. I I love him. Broadcasters just being. A, I'm telling you something pissing me off in sports. When I'm watching a sport. And I'm a fan, and I'm not a Boston Celtic fan, okay? But this young coach at Boston has deserved to get ripped in this series by that fan base. Deserved it. Deserved to get booed. Deserved to get ripped. His team quit on him in that third game. And Reggie Miller goes when they were winning, where are the boos now for him? Like with like five minutes. Where are the boos now? With like five minutes left. Hey, Reggie, shut the hell up. (laughs) Shut the hell up, dude. He's he's awful. Fans are a la- fans that pay that kind of money to go watch that NBA product and watch that team roll out there and get beat thirty. I mean, are you kidding me, Bino? Yeah, I, I'm I'm right with you, Tony. Uh, don't don't be getting on fans that live and die with it every day when you come and go once a month. That's exactly right. And the people in those chairs, if you'll notice, are always going to defend those coaches. Always. And if you get a former coach in that thing, he's always going to defend the coach. But you know what they would say behind the scenes? Which is why I love Charles Barkley. That guy is getting schooled. But into that open microphone, it's all political. And that drives me crazy. What are they doing now? Well, they're not doing now because they're up by 25. And they're enjoying the moment. And you know what? They pay big money to enjoy the moment, you moron. That's so stupid. What are they doing now? Well, they couldn't boo them. They were on the road. I can't believe. Game three was in Miami. I can't believe people get on Rick Barnes in Knoxville. Well, I mean, win in the postseason every once in a while. You make $8 million. I mean, my gosh. It's the same thing. Don't tell, when you're in one of those mics, don't tell fans how to think. That drives me crazy when I'm watching a game. And down through the years, being a, we've had some real hoopty, kind of hoopty coaches, and it's never failed that they get defended by those people when they get the headset on. I can't believe they get on this guy in Knoxville. Really? I can. Anyway, sidebar there. 
as I want to do from time to time. We'll come back. Hey, yeah. Go ahead, Bean. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, we'll save it. We'll tease it. No, you tell me what you're going to say. Just give me a tease. Well, give me a tease of what you're getting ready to do. A the latest NCAA projection has come out. It's going to come out daily, I'd say. Boom. All right, let's hear where the baseball vols are. Will it be good news or bad news, the latest projection? It better not be Terre Haute, Indiana, where it's going to be 65 degrees and overcast next week as we continue with more, which means our team will have five layers on after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. 
My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Fast-paced health provides easy access to quality care close to home. The streets you live on are the streets we live on. We're part of the baseball games and Main Street parades. Your community is our community, and it's our mission to provide you with quick, convenient, and affordable health care. We're here for the injuries and illnesses, the preventative treatments, the chronic conditions, and so much more. Fast-paced health. Reserve your spot in line today. Fast-paced health is now open at 600 South James M. Kimball Boulevard. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Boom! On a Friday as we welcome you back. Rice fans, rice fans, rice has been a really fast-moving program. 865-200-5402. Brian, what's the latest projection for the baseball balls? You better not say Terra Hot. Terra Not They so are hot. still projected to be the two seed in the Indiana State region, who's the oh, 16 no, overall no. seed. So oh, they would be sent no. to Terre Haute, which, um, you know, that's the closest region to Tony Vitello's hometown of St. Louis. Boy, that's so a- he might want to go there himself. And Terre Haute it's is 70 flames. miles west of Indianapolis on I-70 as you go towards St. Louis. That's Tony where Terre Haute is about. flames out there, Beanstar. Brian, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 40, Tony. If we can get, if Wright State's there, if we can get by them, we'll tear the Sycamore's kingdom down. I look up the weather at Terra Hot, <laughs> and next week, uh, what day will it be, Brian? A Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday? Friday. They're all. They all start Friday. They go through potentially Monday. I right, pardon my ignorance, but it's going to be eighty. The the long term is it's going to be eighty three. It's going to be in the eighties next week. On Friday there is a, of course. Uh, right now, a 33% chance of thunderstorms, low of 58, Beanstar. That sounds like optimal conditions for our guys. 
That's wee hours of the morning low. You don't know that. Brian. It'll be warmer than that. It'll be warmer than that. You, you don't know that. Tommy, Todd if our guys can't play an 80 or 70, they need to get on back to house. <laughs> back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome into our next call. How my French compatriots doing? Hey, Dub, you're Lynn. I'll tell you what. Big Josh, man, had me fired up. I was ready to run through a wall. And then Beto gave in on my points, made Big Josh really angry. <laughs> I think that, I think me and Big Josh ought to be sitting behind home plate today for the Super Regional. And when those Texas girls come up, we start yelling, if it wasn't for the Tennessee Volunteers, you'd still be part of Mexico. Yeah, and now I'm sure they would get it, too. But, you know, you think those girls would get that? <laughs> I'd say those girls would say, who are those two old fossils back yes. there? And, who, and, and how'd they guy, get those seats? And that one guy, did he, and that one dude looks like he might have been there to free us from, from Mexico. <laughs> no offense. Well, they probably said that. But, uh. That's pretty big today, the Super Regional, guys. It's that. on ESPN. I you love know, it. Tomorrow, I think it's on ABC. ABC, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Yes, sir, 3 o'clock Eastern time on ABC. And you know they're having a listener watch party in the soccer stadium. Yeah, they're having I, a watch party at the, at the soccer stadium. And that is very, very, very cool of Tennessee's athletic department to shine the light on those gals. That's really wonderful. And, you know, what's funny is, you know, the Texas fans, a lot of them are going to be out in the right field, and they'll, they'll have people behind them screaming from that soccer stadium. That's really neat, because the uh, fields basically butt up to each other, don't they? Oh, yeah, there's just a small parking lot between them. So, yeah, it, it's big, Tony. You know what? They'll play up. Texas is coming to the SEC. You know that's going to be. Uh, listen, I'm telling you, uh, that that one sport right there that's getting ready to gain a lot when Texas. Texas, that coach has been to 13 straight Super Regionals. And Oklahoma yeah. is absurd. Bino, that yeah, Oklahoma team is crazy. Crazy how good they are. Yeah, so they'll be playing all that up, and ABC and ESPN, they're going to start cutting. Is that, is that happening in football this year, all ESPN, ABC? No, it's 2024. Okay, I, what I thought. But uh, they'll play all that up because they know what's coming. Absolutely. But, but I got a quote from Ben Bird. He was uh, one of my favorite sports writers ever in the late Knoxville Journal, and right before it went out of business, and we were getting ready to go to 12 teams. He said if you hit 16 teams, you're no longer a conference. You're more like an association, 16 and above. Bino, do you like the ring to the SDA? I bet that's already taken, the Southeastern Association being star. SCA, SCA. I, I don't like that ring, Tony. I you still go, like SEC. You could go SECF. Southeastern crime family. I just wish it'd stay at sixteen, but I know what you know. What we've talked about's coming. Oh yeah, people are going to take over. You know, and it's yep. 
luckily we're one of the big people. I'll tell you so, what's crazy is that they've made sense to me in terms of uh, the eighteen. The eighteen deal kind of makes sense to me from a Tennessee perspective. It would if we played two power five. You know, another caller brought that up. If we could be forced to play two power five, each SEC team. I think they will be forced if they want to make a playoff, W. Lynn. I really do. You know, if we were the SEA before Happel's arrival, we could say, well, we're lost at sea. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price. Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. This is Estate Plan Stan at Prochowski Estate Law. Here are some of the questions I get asked. Can I protect my child's inheritance from a divorce? Can I protect my children's inheritance from creditors or lawsuits? What if my child has a drug or alcohol problem? Can I protect their inheritance from that habit? What if I have a special needs child that cannot own property? The answer is yes. Call me at 931-363-7222 for one of my family vision meetings. Your family will thank you. 
I've got someone very, very special on the phone with me. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. So what kind of holiday weekend is upon us? So what kind of specials you got for us this week? Well, we have two sales going on this week. We have the normal uh, week-long sale, and that includes ground beef for three twenty-nine a pound, whole ribeye for five ninety-nine a pound, whole seedless watermelon five ninety-nine each, fresh corn on the cob two ears for a dollar, and Niagara twenty-four pack water three for ten. And we also have at the same time a four-day sale, which is going on now until Sunday. That includes Holton beef patty six pound box for sixteen ninety-nine, two and a half pound pack of ripe bacon eight ninety-nine. And Kingsford charcoal lighter fluid, three forty nine each. All right. Now, do you have any special hours, or are you open every day this weekend? We are open every day this weekend, seven a.m. to nine p.m. You have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. All righty. Thank you. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM one hundred one point seven, located in Columbia, Tennessee.